Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And we're going to do a little week eight review. All the games that just ended up. Minnesota, New Orleans just finished up here just a second ago. So we're going to go through, not all the games, we're going to go through mainly what the best performances we saw maybe some disappointments as we get going here but make sure you guys before we do that go check us out on twitter at the ff profit or instagram at fantasy football profit check out us out on youtube as well at fantasy football profit all right so you just might as well go over some of the top guys again which looks like no surprise todd Gurley's up at the top but james connor again just keeps doing it every single week there's Man, the people that have James Conner, it's going to be, if you have James Conner and don't have Bell, it's going to be a disappointment when Bell comes back. And shoot, even if Bell comes, okay, Jeff, you're a James Conner owner. Do you even, you have Bell as well. Do you even want Bell to come back at this point? I mean, no, not really. I mean, James Conner is doing exactly what you would have hoped Bell would do. Exactly. I think, I mean, really, it only hurts if Bell comes back now. So either you have someone that is probably a little rusty and he takes the Bell cow position or more than likely they split carries and neither of them are, you know, as good as what James Conner is right now. So at this point, I never thought I would say it, but I'm, I'm really hoping that Bell stays away and I have both of them, but um, I, I think I can only be hurt by him coming back now. I mean, because at this point with how he's played, how is there any possibility that if Bell comes back, they don't use Conner as well quite a bit? Not like... This won't be like it. it's been in the past with Pittsburgh. Well, even right now, they use one running back, and they, that's it. They've done that in the past where, what, remember, uh, D'Angelo Williams did it for a while, and then when Bell came back, D'Angelo Williams just disappeared, even though he played great. I don't think that's going to happen with James Conner. There just doesn't seem to be a way that happens. Yeah, I highly, highly doubt it. Um, I think it would be much more of a, you know, New Orleans situation where it's kind of Kamara and, and Ingram, but they have, uh, yep. you know, more similar styles than those two. I think that's what they would do in order to try to protect, obviously, Connor, which is their future investment now. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're in keeper leagues about trading away James Connor, you just it's hard to do that with the keeper value possibly for next year. Which I mean, I'm pretty sure there's no way Bell's coming back with all this. So Connor, oh man, it's it's a weird it's a weird that it's turned into this situation where you don't even want Bell to come back. I mean, unless you're a Bell owner with no James Connor. I'm a, actually a James Conner owner with no bell in a league. <laughs> so, man, it's going to be I, – I, I just don't want Bell to come back anymore. That's it. Conner's too good. But like we said, the next guy on the list, I'll say off-scoring-wise, Todd Gurley, great again. Just, I mean, does it every week. No surprise. But third player right now in scoring for running backs this week is Marlon Mack. 26.9 in standard, 132 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He's done it two weeks in a row. I mean, in really big games, not just looked pretty good. This is huge for Marlon Mack. And now he has a bye, which this is the part that's disappointing. He has a bye week. Then he plays Jacksonville. Then he has the Tennessee-Miami games, which aren't bad. But then he plays Jacksonville again. So the schedule isn't great, but man, this guy is way more than we ever expected he could be. And this was, I liked Marlon Mack quite a bit last year. I was one of those biggest, you know, believers, but I never expected anything like this from this guy. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, good to see. I mean, really. 
But yeah, I think you you definitely talked about the the schedule coming up is what does concern me because I, you said the last two, but really um, he didn't get in the end zone. But really, it's been three games in a row where yeah. he's looked good. Um, you know, with the touches he's gotten and how many yards he was able to produce. Um, but yeah, by and then Jacksonville, even Tennessee, you know, their defense is relatively good. But so I mean, really, three out of I mean, you take away the bye, but even that, I mean, the next five weeks is going to be rough. Yeah, it's been great, but yeah, can this continue? He's played Buffalo, he's played Oakland these last two weeks, the Jets before that. So it hasn't been the toughest stretch of games. It's promising, but not, I'm not, not 100% sold. That, I mean, this kind of level of production is probably not for real. He's going to be a good player, but this isn't probably what you should expect you shouldn't see him up here with james connor todd Gurley every week no at least and i always wonder and i have to ask the question because he has done so well the past two weeks and because he is getting about to hit a uh, a tough row of games is he a prime candidate if you haven't hit your trade uh deadline yet to ship off in order to get someone that you believe in a little more? Or do you think that you believe in, in him enough in order to hold off and just use him down the stretch? I would look to trade him, possibly. But I wouldn't want to trade him for just... I need, you need some pretty good value. I don't know what that is. Because I'm. <laughs> this is a weird thing. I just As you were talking, I'm looking to try to think, okay, who would I... What kind of deal would you try to think of right here? So... <laughs> You could trade Marlon Mack and try to get David Johnson. Would you actually want David Johnson for Marlon Mack right now? <laughs> um, yeah, I would. You still would? Yeah, I okay. would. So that, that to me, if you still are a believer in David Johnson, that is probably a move you could try, I would think. Marlon Mack, and they're both on bye in week nine, so it's the same kind of thing. You know, you're not going to you know, win one over on somebody or they're not going to hesitate to sell to get Mac because of a buy situation when they're on the same. That's an interesting one. So if you believe I would, and not everyone might not agree with us. Maybe we're too, we're too slow to react to it. If this has changed and how these players are too, but I think I'd still want David Johnson. I believe he's still the player to have here over Marlon Mack. I mean, it's been, yeah. That's an interesting. I would try to that though. That's a kind of a move I would think I would try to make. Trade Mac. Try to get David Johnson after his buy. Johnson plays Kansas City, Oakland, the Chargers, Green Bay, Detroit, Atlanta. Right. Not much a, much more favorable. Yeah. That's a move I would actually. I would tr- definitely try to make that trade. That's a I think a prime one. I don't know what other route you could go with that because I mean. I, yeah, I'd trade him for other players like Kareem Hunt or something, but you're not going to get that deal through. Yeah, no, no. one's going to go for that. But David Johnson's one you could actually possibly make work. So, yeah. Crazy. But it's crazy I even thought about it for a second. <laughs> right. It's come to that. I mean, some other guys here then at the top. Joe Mixon looks great. This is pretty much the player which we thought he could be and we talked about all preseason. And he had a down week last week, but Ever since his coming back from the injury, he's had three or four games that have been really good. And just he's a he's a really good running back. He's a top ten guy, close getting closer to top five guy right now for us. With the way running back's been going. He just 
gets it done every time. But another, another a lot of bye weeks this week in week nine. Yeah, I was, I was looking at that too as we're going. Yeah, Mixon is out uh, next week. But he's as been well. great. But yeah, and he should continue to to be that caliber of player. I don't I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Um, you know, Bengals have their offense has been pretty good, and you know, KC he didn't do a whole lot, which is a little worrisome. And Tampa Bay is obviously not the greatest defense; they're really poor. <laughs> but at the same time, he's finally getting into the end zone the past you know well two out of the three games, and, and that's really what I wanted to see out of him because he's been producing the yardage. He just hasn't been able to get into the end zone. I th- and I feel like they're putting him in position to succeed in that realm now. Um, and obviously you saw it in Tampa Bay getting in multiple times. How about Adrian Peterson? 149 yards and a touchdown. Caught a touchdown pass as well. I mean, can this sustain itself? Can he keep playing like this? He hasn't got. He didn't have a lot of touchdowns recently before this week, but. And he's had two really bad games this year. We're getting 11 carries for 20 yards and four carries for six yards. Take away those two. His other, his other what, five games, 96 yards and a touchdown, 120 and two, 97, 99, 149 and one. This guy is still pretty good. I just don't know if he can sustain it throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, I do worry about his age a little bit, but he, I mean, he's looking really, really good. And Washington is built in a way that they need to pound the ball out and he's definitely their best option. So I don't see the game plan changing at all. I I actually do believe in Adrian Peterson and he is kind of one of those unusual players that I usually I would say, no, he's too old. He's going to, you know, wear down, wear and tear. But Adrian Peterson, how many times has he proven us wrong in the past? I mean, he's just a freak of nature. He, He is, you know, one of the all time greats and he just keeps producing and he looks really good um you know he's got the speed still he's got the burst I don't I really enjoyed watching him play this week I I do I'm kind of turning into a believer I there's no reason not to I mean look at the numbers you just you know rattled off I think he can keep doing it too next two weeks Atlanta Tampa not a bad um group of teams to, a couple teams to play there uh Washington's five and two right now in the year playing this kind of game why wouldn't they continue it? They got Alex Smith at quarterback. Not much to throw the ball to for him, really. They want to run the ball to Adrian Peterson. And last two games, 24 carries, 26 carries. They're just going to keep running this guy. And I, if he can, if he can stay healthy, it's going to be a, I think he's going to be a pretty good player here. And he's close to pretty much a top 10 guy right now. He, he I think he has to be. With the volume he's getting, yeah, it's very close. I'm. I would have to kind of go through the uh, the numbers, but yeah, he's definitely on that that edge right there. And some other good games. Let's see, I mean, Kamara, another good one. Got two touchdowns, one receiving, one one rushing. He doesn't have to get huge volume running the ball. It doesn't even have to get huge volume for yardage all the time. The guy's just good. He finds a way, and they just, they just get him the get him into the end zone every time. So. He's not putting up those massive games right now, but he's still very, very good. Probably do no wrong with him, except he got the Rams coming up, which could be a worry, but not not enough for Kamara. No, he's he's a plug-and-play guy. I have no no doubt every time he shows up on my roster, he will be in no matter what. Ingram got 13 carries as well, but that's going to be what the case, the case is. Kamara's going to be the one who gets more touchdowns, I think, unless they're on the one. But even then... Kamara's going to get the ball in those situations too sometimes. So there's no guarantee it's not, you know, 
Ingram's not just the, he's not like the goal line guy. He really isn't. I thought he would be. Yeah, no, I was kind of worried about that as well. But no, they were using Kamara when they're in the red zone down in the five yard line. I think, I mean, really, both of these guys can really do it all. But Kamara is definitely more of a um, threat when, obviously, when they're talking about passing. So I think they like putting him in there to to, uh, give different looks to the defense so they don't think that they're just going to run up the gut with Ingram. Well, look, talk, there's a, here's a guy I just, for some reason, can't buy into, but he's now just had his third 100-yard game of the year, and that's Chris Carson. Right. I, 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 don't buy, I can't buy into it, but he has 300-yard games now. I have a hard time, too, because, I mean, I know he's been hurt and banged up, and they've been kind of shuffling those guys around, but I... Dude, Seattle, their backfield is so difficult to figure out who's going to play when and why that that is what kind of distracts me from this because even when, I mean, he's obviously getting the the workload, right? So when he's been healthy, I mean, the last couple of games, 32 carries, 19, 14, and 25. I mean, really, you're getting double-digit carries no matter what. That's great. So obviously, Chris Carson is a very good running back to have. But I I wouldn't put it past Seattle to, you know, say, hey, Mike Davis has had the hot hand or we really want to see what we have in Penny. And all of a sudden he gets, you know, 12 carries and Penny gets 15. Um, I don't know. I just I, I feel very uncertain about that backfield, even though he is by far the one to have there and you're playing him right now. Um, I just have this bad feeling that something could change in three games. Right, here's a backfield that I never know what is going to happen and you might as well just stay away completely and that's San Francisco. I don't yeah. I don't, under, I don't understand how they use these guys. No, it doesn't make any sense to me anymore either. I mean uh, Burrito we thought was injured and would be limited and yet he leads the team in 16 with 16 carries. Didn't see that coming. Morris gets 6 and whatever his name is <laughs> Raheem 2 for 18. As yeah. people were starting to, <laughs> you know, talk him up, I told people, a couple people to play him, and he gets two carries. Yeah, only two, and he got eighteen yards off of him. Yeah. I don't, so I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't either. It's a uh, just you can't trust it at all. It's really, it's really random. I'd say that. It's just who knows? And yeah, strange. So then let's keep with the running backs here. Some of the bad games you got Crowell did nothing this week. You're going to think with Powell out. Okay, now it's Crowell's backfield. He's going to be able to do something in uh, 13 carries, 25 yards. He, he's not a guy who can do much in a tough matchup. Chicago's a tougher matchup. Crowell's not good enough to do anything in it. So hard to rely on a guy like that. I'm, I probably wouldn't if you if you can help it. I mean, I know by like next week. You're, bye weeks are just rough in general. You have to play guys you don't want to play, but I'd probably stay away from Isaiah Crowell. I just, I can't get, I can't buy into this guy. I know he's pretty good in numbers right now, but I just, I think it's all fluke. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I know that he had a tough matchup. It was at Chicago. Chicago's a good defense. So I didn't expect a whole lot from him this week, but I mean, really the, past three weeks when he should be the guy his number you know his carries haven't really gone up 13 11 13 he just hasn't had enough production every once in a while he'll he'll have a huge game but if you look at the yardage really two games stand out other than that he's been just a grinded out back you know I'm I just 
I'm, I'm not that interested in Crowell lately. Then move over to some wide receivers. How about Mike Evans in standard scoring right now at the top scoring wide receiver with 23.9 on the week. Six catches, 170 yards and a touchdown. Funny thing is with Mike Evans, every time you see one of his big games, it's still only about six catches. Six, seven catches. He rarely gets higher than that. He just puts up big yardage. And there, he had a scare there. It looked like, man, I was watching that live. It looked like he had a non-contact knee injury. I'm thinking I'm thinking ACL, and he's back a couple of plays later. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was a scary couple of minutes there, though. But it, part of that was with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. Yeah, what is going to happen with that situation? I, I truly I, I would venture a guess, but I know that it would be all speculation. Because, okay, Winston looked terrible. Fitzpatrick looked, yeah. comes in and he's he great. the good Fitzpatrick. <laughs> just I that guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick is this the it's the strangest situation with him. How he can look so good at times and you but you just know it will turn if he's in there. It just it just will. So he was what, eleven for fifteen, hundred and ninety four yards and two touchdowns in the little bit of time he played. Yeah, I brought him back. I mean he made the game worth watching. Yeah. <laughs> that last drive and then the two point conversion. Oh my gosh. It, it was a ton of fun. Um, but uh, who knows? I, I don't know what Tampa Bay <laughs> is doing anymore. Then Marvin Jones was the second highest scoring receiver in standard right now with 23.7 after seven for 117 and two touchdowns. Again, the Lions wide receiver is another one. It's just hard to know who's going to be the one to step up there. I think you just, if you have one of them, you kind of play them. Galladay's had two disappointments in a row. Tate only had. 50 yards, but it's, so it's Jones Day. I guess you just don't know. I mean, actually, looking at Golden Tate, his last three games have been 4.2, 6.6, 5.3. 5.3. That's not good. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, without a doubt. No one has established themselves as kind of top dog and has kind of worked for the Lions a little bit. Um, but it would be nice if you actually could figure out who's going to do what. Um, that's why I kind of. I was always a Marvin Jones fan because you can get him late and then he would produce because he was kind of the touchdown maker. Um, but with Galladay in there, it skewed those numbers even more. You didn't know if Galladay was going to catch the touchdowns, Marvin Jones, and then Tate would eat up yardage. Um, so you could kind of plan in that dynamic, but it is all over the board right now. It's very difficult. Um, you know, Marvin Jones, I did play him in a couple of my leagues, so I was very happy. But I, I was... Really, at this point, I was like, if he gets five points, that's a win. <laughs> yep, pretty much. How about Sammy Watkins looked pretty good? Eight for 107 and two touchdowns. Not, yeah. Not bad. No, great to see. I mean, that's what's so fun about the KC offense, though. Like, any single individual can go off and have a huge game because just the amount of, of scoring they do. And finally, it was Sammy Watkins' turn because he, you know, even though he's had like seven, eight points because of yardage, you know, he, what, he hadn't have a touchdown in the past, like, five weeks or so. So it's it, very good to uh, see him finally get back in there, and twice, no less. Tyler Boyd had a nice bounce-back game after disappointing one last week for in a nine for 138 and a touchdown. He's a guy you're going to – he's like, oh, he's a, just a pretty decent wide receiver, too. He's going to have some games like this and some others not great, but he's a definitely a nice find this year. Did not see this coming from Tyler Boyd at all. He wasn't on my – really wasn't on my radar this year. No, he he has been one of the more impressive uh, players for sure. Then 
Larry Fitzgerald actually bounced back. Eight for 102 and a touchdown. So this is the first game with Byron Leftwich out, offense coordinator. And it's like they tried to find a way to get Fitzgerald the ball. And, wow, he finally actually did something here. Basically, um, I think this game would have been probably almost more points combined than his first six games, pretty much. It's been a struggle, but do you trust this at all, even slightly? Um, no. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I, mean, I love Fitzgerald. I, I was thinking about it, but no. Uh, we have to see something. Up. One more. Yeah, one more. I haven't seen enough out of Arizona. It's great. Two touchdowns, two weeks, but um, you're about to hit a bye, and you do have KC, so that is a good matchup because I'll have to throw a lot. But um, no, I, I think with this offense, what they're doing, um, Fitzgerald kind of at the, the end of his career, even though he's very good still, um, it's no one that I'm – Excited to to play in my my you know roster. Diggs and Thielen both had good games. Diggs did end up outscoring Thielen there at the end. Had a nice long catch there towards the end. Get, get slightly ahead, but both players are great. Thielen another hundred yard game. The guy's just good every single week. He came into this week what the second uh, best player in standard scoring and fifteen point eight is not going to hurt him. He's going to stay up there. Good. And Diggs finally, finally, it's been a couple weeks, so it's nice to see him actually, you know, play really well again. Now they get Detroit next week, and I have no confidence in Detroit. It's a life of a Lions fan. Week to week, it changes. Last week, I, w- I would have told you they're a good team, and now I think they're terrible again. So <laughs> yeah. They can throw all over them if they want. Oh, yeah. Thielen, I think Thielen will break the record because I believe he just tied it, right? Yeah. Was it eight Calvin's, games in a row? Calvin yeah. Record. Calvin's record. Oh, so. yeah. So he'll actually yeah. break it against the Lions. So that'll yep. be funny. Uh, some other games. Let's see here. Uh, DJ Moore. That was it. finally the guy looked like he's a number one draft pick. Five for 90, two carries for 39 yards. See, that's why I've kept him on my bench his entire year and didn't drop him right there. Some just splashes. And next week he plays Tampa. Could be another good game. Really could. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. The guy has talent. Oh, without a doubt. And he did it against Baltimore, which is, you know, no small feat. Um, he, the athleticism is definitely there. And it, it finally just kind of looked a little more comfortable. I don't know if I was like alone there, but I felt like every time he got the ball, he was trying too hard to make something happen. Or, you know, he, he had a a fumble, you know, weeks past. I I just, every time he caught the ball or had it in his hands, I actually felt like he was going to do something with it. It was just kind of a, he just looked a little more sure of himself. And this is, it's slowly been coming since the bye week. Before the bye week, he only had two catches those first three games. Since the bye week, he went four catches, four catches, three catches. So it wasn't huge, but it was, there was something happening there at least a little bit. And did it against Baltimore has been pretty solid. So it'd be interesting to see what he can do, do, do against Tampa and see if there's actually something there. Not sure yet, but yeah, this guy was drafted in the first round for a reason. So we should, you know, maybe. Maybe he can do something. So some other, I guess, disappointments. I guess you can call Tyree Kill a disappointment. He still got you seven points in standard. Only three catches, though, for 70 yards. But this is this is the downfall of Tyree Kill some weeks. He's had what? He's had four games now of in single-digit points. He, he goes up and down. You never quite know, but he's so good. That he's, when he goes off, he's going to win you weeks. He just... Don't worry about it too much, right? Yeah, it is another one. You have to play him every week in order to get his full value. 
he, you know, he's he's that type of player. He gets huge, huge weeks when he does it. So yeah, he's, and yeah. you know, he's not. He is a very and it's so funny too because you know Thalen and Tyreek Hill are one and two as wide receivers right now, and they're completely different players. And exactly for that reason, Thalen will pretty much go out there and get you the same amount of points. He's going to get a hundred yards, one touchdown, incredibly consistent. And then you have Tyreek Hill who, well, you know, at the low end, get you seven points or something, but he can go off for 35. And I guess the question, some people can handle that volatility and some people don't. Who who would you rather have out of these two? You know, even if they ended up, I don't know. I mean, they're going to end up around the same pointage. Like if you had to pick one right now, who would you go with? I always want the safe option, honestly. <laughs> I have to go safe, Can't, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I would too. Yeah. But it, it it's tough because if you play Tyreek Hill, you know, if your teams are very close, you yeah. know that he is going to be the difference maker. True. And that is, it's very tough to go by. But yeah, I mean, I would go Thalen. I, I like the I, consistent pointage. I think but I yeah, just go with him because he's just so consistent and he's. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun dynamic to look at, especially since both of them are, are ranked relatively the same right now in one and two and, but being such different players. Yep. Yeah, it, it is weird. Yeah, can be because Tyreek's up there because of his two 30 point games in standard scoring. Like, that's why he's up. He just massive games. Then Thielen just does the same thing every week. Yeah, you, you look at his stat sheet right now, it is ridiculous how close like each game is. Right. And that's the, the knock on him last year was he, he did that, but he wouldn't catch touchdowns. And that has changed quite a bit. He's getting yeah. those touchdowns too. He's just good. He's really good. I, I, I'd want him on my team. I don't think I have him like anywhere, which is I, I I didn't buy into it enough. Yeah, well, you're probably happy though because you do have digs on quite a few teams. Don't I you? do, and I got him for so, pretty good value. Yeah, so, so he he find, yeah. he definitely showed up after a couple couple games slump. Then there's some other guys that had some terrible games. <laughs> T. Y. Hilton only one catch, but it was 34 yards at least, but one catch. And so okay, last week coming back from the injury, he did. Well, scoring wise, because he had two touchdowns, but he only had four for 25. So, in two games back, five catches for 59 yards. Little, little worrisome, especially when the Colts put up 42 points in this game. And TY was only able to get one of those catches. Oh, I don't really know who's getting the catches, really. <laughs> I don't either. I, I was very surprised when I. When I saw that, because I, I think the only thing I really saw was the one catch he had. So I assumed yeah. he was doing better than he was. But I, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about this? This doesn't really affect how you view him, though, I assume, does it? No, you still yeah. he's a guy you play. Right. Yeah. And he's about to hit by. I mean, once again, Colts, anyone on in Indianapolis is, has a rough road to go. <laughs> yep. Obviously, same deal. We talked about Mac, by Jacksonville, Tennessee, Miami, Jacksonville. Um, but I think T.Y. is usually, I mean, he's usually a very safe play. And I think if they keep throwing the way they have been, even with these tough situations, the passing game should still be fine. Alshon Jeffrey didn't really do much this week, but against Jacksonville is always a tough matchup. So four for 35, kind of not surprising. He has a bye week, then he'll be fine. Juju Smith-Schuster, not much there today, but that's going to happen from time to time with him. That's, he's the second receiver on a team. He's not the number one, so it's gonna happen. He's been he's been good, but he's not doing what he did those first three weeks. So 
you're, I mean, you probably feel good about trading him away right now, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not that worried about Juju, but yeah, I mean, I I think I got the better end of the deal. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, one catch for 12 yards. Yeah, followed right. up last week's two for 37. After I hyped him up, so thanks, Kenny. Yeah, I don't know what what's going on with him. He's he's still he's good. Yeah, I know he's, but it's just not sure. Not sure what's happening with the Lions right now. But no. after the bye week, I don't know if people figured out how to play him a little bit better, maybe, or to game plan for him, maybe because it was a steep drop off after the bye week. Before that, anywhere from I mean, usually he was averaging around eighty yards in a touchdown. Say. You know, three out of the five games to score a touchdown. Yep. The last two games, oh my gosh. I mean, two catches, one catch, 37 yards, 12, and then 0-0 zero, zero for touchdowns. And they really shouldn't have been that bad of games. It was Miami and Seattle, not two teams that I'm, you know, really afraid of. So yeah. does it worry you down this stretch? Like, do you do you kind of view him a little differently this year compared to next year, or are you still I, pretty high that he's going to finish? I do well? worry a bit. I worry if he's in my. I mean, there's some play, teams that you have to put him in your lineup, but I, I, w- I wouldn't feel confident in him right now. It's just, they're not. He's not getting the targets, so I'd probably still play him right now, at least next week, you know. But the confidence level is very low. Future wise, still love the guy. Right, right uh, now, a little worried. Another guy that maybe uh, has everyone's faith a little shooken is Doug Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, he's only two catches for 26 yards today. Obviously, he's been banged up and not been himself. He had one good game against Oakland, but he still didn't get in the end zone or anything. Nothing to, you know, go wild about. How are you feeling about Baldwin? I'm probably not playing the guy. He's just sitting on my bench. I don't have confidence in the Seattle overall. I mean, they did get the win, but it's not like their offense is great. Wilson had four, it was fourteen to seven. Didn't have to do much. The run game is what is what might get them going right now. Shoot, who led the team? Was it uh, David Moore? Led the David team in receiving yeah. today. Ed Dixon came back. A tight end did a little bit. They're just gonna throw to whoever. Yeah, they don't I, really need to do much. They're just try run it. Exactly, and I don't. I really don't think Baldwin is fully healthy, or something is wrong with him. And I think if you drafted him, I, I think the reality is he's just not going to be you know his usual caliber this year and it's if you could trade him away still for anything i personally would how do you how do you feel about that though i don't know if you're gonna get anything for him at all right now yeah, if you could and get something do it i just don't think you're gonna get anything for him yeah and then, to, yeah. i was gonna say two more people that uh were a little upsetting to watch today both geronimo allison and randall mm. cobb coming back after injury they're both in there you're thinking maybe one of them will do something Randall Cobb did have 40 yards, four catches, 40 yards, and Jerron Mollison did nothing. Obviously, um, you know, they lost that game. And But I, I, what did you think about that? I mean, do you think that they're just not fully healthy or the game honestly, plan was going away from them? I honestly think Scantling and St. Brown might have passed up Allison slightly. Yeah, we say that, but even those guys didn't have a whole lot. They didn't do I much mean, either, but I mean, yeah. at the very least, I think they're – they're similar, they're same level as him, or at least they're involved now. Before his injury, they weren't involved. And I think right at this point, basically, if your name's not Devontae Adams or Jimmy Graham in the red zone, you don't really have a, 
a role right now. You don't really know what it is. It could change game to game. Adams, you know, is going to get his. Graham's going to get red zone looks. And after that, it's going to be, it could be Cobb, it could be Valdez Scantling, it could be St. Brown, it could be Allison. It's going to be hard to say. Yeah, and we, yeah, so true. And we kind of skipped over it, but Aaron Jones. You got to get the guy more carries. Yeah, when he gets carries, man, he does well. 12 today, 12 carries against the Rams, who obviously have a good defense, a good front, you know, line. Uh, 12 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. He looked good. I'm I'm dying for the game where they actually give this guy 15 to 18 touches, and I think he's going to show what he's what he can really do. Yeah, I do too. How about really quick on tight ends because this I can't. This position sucks <laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Travis Kelsey did well. He's he's great. Jared Cook did his good game thing, you know. So next week will probably be a bad one. You can't trust this guy. With the state of the tight end position, you might play him. Oh yeah, I mean he, he'll probably yeah. be played definitely. But but yeah, you don't you don't know what he's actually going to do. The interesting story. I mean, OJ Howard did well again. Greg Olson caught a touchdown, did well. There's some, those guys did, did well. Zach Ertz got a touchdown to make his day worthwhile, and so did Evan Ingram. So those guys who didn't do much at least got the touchdowns. But Jack Doyle coming back from injury, and he had seven targets, six catches, seventy yards, a touchdown. Eric Ebron only had three targets. He did get a touchdown as well, but it looks like Jack Doyle passed up Eric Ebron that quickly. It, it, yeah, it was. Um, that's alarming. That was, I was very surprised at how um, one-sided that, uh, you know, the calls were going as far as who they were going to try to get the ball to, especially coming off of injury. You thought maybe they would kind of slowly bring him back in. Um, especially now that you you'll have a bye week after this, so you can definitely make sure he's all good going into week ten. Um, Eric Ebron has definitely been shouldering it; he's been fine. I don't know if this was what they assumed the other team was going to think, so they game planned around that and said, "Hey, they're not going to they're going to think we're going to go to Ebron as much as possible." Both obviously had f- decent games. I mean, how are you just diving right in? Are you just saying, "Hey, Jack Doyle, I'd rather have him than Ebron"? Or are you still hesitant and you think it's going to be game to game? It'll probably be game to game. They're probably similar, but I would say Jack Doyle is at least now in the list of players you need to be, have, have a tight end. If you're one of those teams that have been hurting at the position, you might throw him in. Um, shoot, I'm especially after being a David Njoku owner and seeing him get nothing today. That Jack was, Doyle uh, seems interesting. Yeah, that was very disappointing for Njoku. I don't know what. I don't know I, what that was. Not one catch? I mean, come no, on. Just very uh, random. I mean, he had been getting better and better every week, and it just seemed like, you know, he was involved, and all of a sudden, just nothing. Nothing. Not even, not even a target, I don't think. Just a, a strange... Um, Strange game. I don't really know how that went. How that went in the Seth Devolve. Another tight end got a touchdown, but just a strange, strange thing there for Njoku. I think he's still playing, but I might feel more confident in Doyle because I think, I think Doyle's, you know, Doyle's going to be involved in in a better passing offense. So that's something I might look at myself. So yeah, I know. The, then, the only other, well just, so the only other there. tight end that I was kind of interested in. Um, because we had mentioned him before, and obviously tight end being very, very you know thin. Hayden Hurst 
um, on Baltimore. He was a you know first round draft pick. Yeah. He only he caught two balls. One was a touchdown. Nothing to get overly excited about. Um, and obviously it wasn't even Flacco throwing it, so you got to keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah. But but obviously he looked good. And he's finally looks like he is healthy. Is he on your radar once again? Um, moving forward, or do you think that this year is probably just not not going to work out for Hayden I, Hurst? It probably won't turn into anything yet this year, but again, like we said, the position's so weak right now, it feels like. At least th- he's there. He's one good one, you know, good game or so, and he's all of a sudden an option for us. It won't take long to get there, so, yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't see it happening this year, though. And then, how about some quick quarterbacks not nothing too crazy pat mahomes is great again 303 and four touchdowns he will be what second this week in scoring deshaun watson from thursday night's gonna pass him up but mahomes is great Derek carr had a good game which still don't trust that guy jared goff did well cam newton did well russell wilson did well andrew luck did well carson winston well aaron Rodgers is way down the list he didn't hurt you but he only got the one touchdown should be should have been two. It was close to two, but they called back the Jimmy Graham one. But nothing, nothing uh, too alarming here at quarterback. I'd say it's kind of what we expected. Brian Fitzpatrick ended up with twenty three point six. Yeah, I know, and he played for what not even a half. No, no, yeah, not even. Yeah, the I, for me the takeaways here. Uh, Fitzpatrick is an interesting one because if they you find out that he is going to play, he'll be a great streamer immediately. Um. Josh Rosen finally had a good fantasy game. Uh, Nothing I would trust yet, but it's always interesting because obviously that's someone that you could easily grab. But um, the guy that keeps kind of looking looking good, which I didn't expect, but Mitchell Trubisky. I got to keep bringing his name up because he keeps impressing me, and I really like what they're doing with this offense with, you know, Tariq Cohen and and getting different players the ball. Um, You know, another very, very solid game for him. He, he doesn't have to be great, you know, as an actual quarterback. He's, he's good. He's fine. He's not spectacular, but he gets fantasy points. That's all that matters to us. So yeah, exactly. It's, I'm telling you, it keeps, it's so similar to me about Blake Bortles in a way where I don't think he's a great quarterback. Like the Blake Bortles of, you know, a few years ago. I don't think he's a great, I don't think he's great. He's better than Bortles and he had to he, he could get there, but it doesn't matter. He puts up fantasy points and he keeps doing it. And he, he's able to do it on the ground, too. He always gets you know decent amount of rushing yards every week. So he's continues being good. And, I mean, yeah, he's he's an option now at quarterback for you. Buffalo next week, that's probably a pretty good option. And then Detroit, yeah, I'd probably play him. One, I'll say one guy who actually, if there is a disappointment this week, it's definitely Drew Brees. Only 8.8. New Orleans gets the win, though. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't care about this. He's had two games, <laughs> though, eight point six and eight point eight this year, both in wins for the team. So it's the way New Orleans does things. This can happen all of a sudden, every once in a while. I, you still play Drew Brees and you put him in your lineup every time, but this game is lurking for you. Yeah, man. I I tell you the truth, the games that he didn't particularly do well in. Not games that I thought were going to be the case. Like, really, it was against New York Giants, which you think he would just absolutely torch them. Yep. And Minnesota, who, you know, obviously they can put up points that you think you're going to have to throw back and forth, whatever it may be. 
But no, they just kind of kept on the ground. They ran the ball a ton and they just kind of waited for Minnesota to make the mistake so they could get up enough. But it, it is, it's, it's a worry, but at the same time, it's also Drew Brees and you look at the other games he has and, you know, uh, he's too good to sit or t- try to worry. And I think that's always the issue is yep. you can't pick out the games that he's going to do this. Like maybe other ones, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he he does like Roethlisberger. He doesn't play well on the road. Like we can start trying to figure it out. With Drew yep. Brees, um, you have to play him every single game. But um, the nice thing is first week of the playoffs, week 14, he plays Tampa. So you should yeah, be fine. So, so, right? so it's beautiful. <laughs> but all right, I think that's all I got for Week eight review, one more game uh, Monday night, but we got what, Patriots Buffalo should be a <laughs> interesting one. I'll say that if that one's close at all, I'm going to be shocked. This this should be just a complete blow, but I guess you never know. It's Monday night at Buffalo. Who knows? We'll be back tomorrow with our wonderful waiver wire episode this week. Can't wait for that one, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, We'll see how long that one takes. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you guys then.